It is with passion, courage of conviction, and strong sense of self that we take our next steps into the world. You are now listening to The AIM Podcast with your hosts, Brooke Nelson and Tracy Lynn. Yes, 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 queen. Achieve, inspire, manifest. Hey guys, it's Brooke Nelson. And I'm Tracy Lynn, and welcome to the AIM Podcast. First, we'd like to give a shout out to our first sponsor, Rodney Adams with First Federal Bank of Kansas City. Um, He is amazing and does all of my loans for real estate, and I highly recommend him. His number is 913-515-6805. Thank you, Rodney. Yay. That was very awesome. So we have had an amazing response from our first podcast. Yes overwhelming Mm -hmm. yeah that's the word that i keep using to describe it it's been completely overwhelming in a good way yes definitely a good way um i've had people reaching out through text through facebook and i just had no idea that this actually inspired so many people um i think us just being vulnerable with our lives and what Mm -hmm. we've been through has really you know helped other people and that's kind of what i wanted to do i just didn't know that it would actually work right and just i think admitting that we don't have it all together still oh my gosh (laughs) we're just on the journey we do not have it all together no i definitely don't and i don't know if i ever will but at least i'm striving yeah (laughs) to be there and i i was so touched by so many messages um, of people just reaching out and saying and especially since COVID hit and life has changed Mm -hmm. every i don't think there's anybody who hasn't been touched by the change in in what we have to do and so many people have lost their jobs and their careers and Mm -hmm. so i've it's been touching to have people reach out and say i now believe there's hope i can i can change careers this is my second chance so that's been exciting this week yeah and there and there's no time limit to change careers Mm -hmm. um you know i was a dental hygienist for 11 years and i just knew that that wasn't fulfilling me Um, in the way that it should. And so I took that leap of faith with, you know, some help from friends and it really just changed my entire life. But I definitely had to use some tools to get there. And I think that's why I'm so passionate about it Mm -hmm. because I really want people to know that it is possible. It is possible. And I, I had two conversations this week that um, I took information that I even learned through the podcast last week when you and I were talking and sharing And, um, my question to both of these ladies is what is your passion? Mm -hmm. And I think that's kind of going to be my running theme for the next several months when I'm interacting with people, what is your passion? Because if you can find your passion, you can find what's going to fulfill you and make you happy. Right. And that's the hardest part. It is finding your passion. Cause I think everybody says, find your passion, find your passion. But what is it? Right. And how how do you find it? Yeah. Yeah. So we're actually going to be talking today about going from surviving to thriving, because in order to find your passion, um, you have to get out of survival mode. You cannot stay there and get to passion driven life. And so the whole concept is sometimes we're in survival mode, but how do we move past survival mode into thriving mode? Right, right. Um, Survival for me was when I definitely, I went through my divorce, um, I went through kind of a bad relationship, um, and I really was in survival mode. Mm -hmm. I was so sad and upset and anxious 
um, all of the time. I was worried about what people were thinking of me. Are they, they looking at me right. differently? Um, and it was more, you know, go to work, get through the day, get through my mindset mm -hmm. of not, you know, trying not to cry right? <laughs> um, all day, every day. And trying to put on that face that looks like, oh, everything is fine because you don't want people to know you're dying inside. Yeah. And even your friends that do ask you and you want to tell them, you don't want to bring them down yeah. um, or you just don't want to talk about it. And how about this? How about the ones who ask and at first you're, you share, but then after a while they decide you've been talking about it too much and they start pulling back from you because they're like, you need to be over this. Yeah. And that happened to me. And, and while I was still in that surviving mode, like what, what am I supposed to be doing? I, yeah. m you know, my whole life had changed and I didn't know what I was supposed to be doing. Right. Right. And I think that that is when you look inside yourself. Um, for me, it was reading. I did lots of counseling. Um, and I think counselors are amazing. One of my best everyone friends. should have a counselor. <laughs> a absolutely. And Jill Simpson's amazing. I, I went through a lot. Um, but I think the thing that really helped me was when I dove into books, self help books. Yes. Then I kind of got obsessed with it with like mm -hmm. worm, you know, in the wormhole that you go down, go down, you know? Right. Um, and sitting there with myself every morning when people weren't texting, um, when I was fresh in the morning and just being able to reflect and give a little bit of, um, grace to myself mm -hmm. and work through the emotions and why they were there in the first place. Right. Cause I think a lot of our emotions like guilt, fear, all of that comes from other people and not ne necessarily from us. Absolutely. And it's hard when you're in that survival mode to be able to do what you talked about. And I, I think of survival mode as you literally are doing everything you can just to put one foot in front of the other. And um, even things like cooking dinner was difficult for me. Absolutely. Like that took too much brain power. How am I supposed to cook dinner? Because I don't have the desire I don't have the brain power to decide what we're going to eat or to get to the grocery store and get those groceries. And, you know, I wouldn't even say that I was in a depressed state at that time. I, I mean, I, I'm, I have, there have been times in my life where I feel like maybe I've had some depression, but during that time, it wasn't about that. It was about surviving yeah. and every task was difficult. Every single task, like you said, going to the grocery store, just going to work for me, even going to show a house, Mm. It was, it gave me so much anxiety to get up, get ready, yeah. get there. And then thinking I haven't spent any time on this prior to this because I'm so preoccupied with right. what is going on in my mind. And, you know, then I decided I'm going to just dive into work and that's how I'm going to keep my mm -hmm. mind off of it. Cause you, you have so many people that say, just, you know, distract yourself distract yourself, but right. that is not going to help. No, it it's a bandaid. You have got to dive in yourself and realize where it's coming from and where it roots from. Um, and it, like we talked about, you know, before we started, it can come anywhere from what your family expects of you, what mm. you expect of yourself, what your church told you, what your friends think, right. um, what your previous relationships, what they, you know, valued compared oh, yeah. to you. But it's like, what really is true to me and what makes me feel good? Right. And, you know, obviously ethically, what makes me 
feel good. Mm-hmm. Um, and just finding that root and then really just working through that. And why do I feel that? And is it really mine or is it somebody else's right. that is expecting that of me? Yeah. And you know, when I was in that survival mode, it was, like I said, it was everything I could do to keep, just keep going and keep going. And, um, I was dealing with the loss. I mean, I was grieving the loss of what I thought would be and mm-hmm. grieving that loss meant that everywhere I turned, new decisions were having to be made. And like, am I selling the house? Am I staying here? Am I relocating? Am I, am I changing jobs? Cause I don't make enough money. Like all of these questions were coming at me. Everything was new. And I felt like I was just trying to hold on to like what was not, not necessarily a relationship or anything, but just some normalcy. Yep. And, um, I'll never forget when I kind of, it wasn't just kind of, it was a pivotal moment in my life when I went from surviving mentality to thriving mentality. And, um, I know exactly where I was sitting. I was sitting in the living room with my dad and he was talking to me and he said, you're going to have to sell your house. And I was just crushed. Cause I thought I was living in the house. I was going to stay in forever. Mm-hmm. And I started crying and I'm like, this is not fair. Mm -hmm. I've had to change everything. And now you're telling me I have to sell my house. And so he kind of talked me through why it was logical to sell my house. Mm -hmm. And I just, I cried and I said, this is not okay. And he looked at me and he goes, you are looking at this wrong. You haven't been crushed. You've been rescued. Oh, wow. And when he said that, it, it was, I mean, like, of course, I was already crying because I'd like yeah. to cry, I guess. But, We're um, women. <laughs> we yeah. have emotions. <laughs> I was already crying. But when he said that, it was it was almost like a release. Like, mm-hmm. I haven't been crushed. I've been rescued. This is the moment that I get to move from surviving to thriving. What do I want? Yeah. Now it wasn't, oh, I have to make all these decisions. Now it was like, what do I want? Where am I going? What, yeah. What's next? Yeah. And, and it, it, and it, and it changes your outlook completely. It does. Yeah. Um, and that kind of, I, I just want to touch on, you know, when you were talking about it, it's a certainty mindset. So because you're familiar with feeling a certain way, it is much easier to go with that Mm. way even though it's not right the known is better the known is better it's Mm -hmm. like you know um looking at two doors you can see through one door and even though it's a painful door Mm. it's familiar it's certain you know what's on the other side and you can predict it yeah and the other one is scary um but that's where the fear comes in you know right and you just have to be able to overcome that fear and what is holding me back? Right. What fears do I have? And self-forgiveness is, you know, wh- why do I deserve this? Like, why mm-hmm. do I deserve this? I haven't been perfect, you know? Um, right. So, the, you know, that's one thing I wanted to touch on was the certainty mindset of you might be going towards something that isn't good for you because you're familiar with it. Relationships. Oh jobs jobs oh yeah um and and repeating the same Mm -hmm. mistakes over and over and over again right and um I when you were saying that I was thinking about you know that makes sense because in college I'll never forget a professor since I was in elementary education we did a lot of child development and and um the professor was talking about the effects of abuse on kids and she was talking about the that a child that is abused every single day that knows they're going to be abused 
somewhat can develop a resilience to that. And it's the ones that have the most difficult time are the ones that have a really happy moment and then abuse and then a happy moment and abuse. And it's that mm. up and down. They can't predict what's coming. And so they are always trying to regulate. So it almost makes sense that as, as humans, we, we pull towards that stable, even if it's bad because exactly. we can predict it. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so why do you think it's important that we move from surviving to thriving? Why is it a big deal? you have to have that turning point to to really feed your passion and to grow and to inspire others and when you're helping other people that is what gives me mm-hmm. a lot of satisfaction um and i just it's just so hard um to even put it in words once you Mm -hmm. cross over that threshold of going from survival mode to maybe a light bulb moment right and my light bulb moment was after feeling very desperate i was desperate for an answer i was desperate to get out of the situation that i was in in my mind my mindset Yeah. yeah i get that and i was watching the secret and that completely was my light bulb and that was the beginning of my journey to mm-hmm. changing everything in my life right. and, and, and jumping, like jumping ship from the old and jumping into something new. Oh, yeah. And, you know, I mean, if you're thinking about surviving versus thriving, just the, the science behind that it is very clear that survival mode is not okay. I mean, you know, when you're in that survival mode, it's that fight or flight, you're, you've got that stress hormone coming out. I mean, like Mm -hmm. there's all of these things that are happening to your body Mm -hmm. and you can't be healthy. You can't be healthy physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually. So you have to get out of that survival mode. And I think about, um, you know, when we, when I'm working with kids, when I, when a kid has impulse control concerns that, you know, when, when information comes into them and that their thought process stay in the frontal part of their brain Mm -hmm. and, critical thinking's in the back part. So if you think about survival mode, it's all an emotional response. It's all, can I survive? That stays in the front part of your brain. So your critical thinking, your problem solving, all of those things aren't gonna come if you don't get that to the back part of the brain. And that to me, when I when I just wanna like look at, let's just look at facts. Mm-hmm. Why do I need to get out of survival mode? Yeah, I mean, you have a physiological response. You know, when, when you yeah. think certain things, or go down that wormhole that is not a good one. You can feel, at least I can, mm-hmm. the tightness in my chest. That's where I feel it. Um, I start breathing a little more shallow. Yeah. And then your mind can keep going. So how I stopped doing that, how I stopped interrupting the pattern in my head, was if I felt an emotion, I did not like keep going. I acknowledged it if you would just acknowledge the emotion that you're having Mm -hmm. and not judge yourself that's super important not to judge yourself um you know i'm having this emotion i'm going to interrupt that and i'm going to think i'm going to replace that with something else and being your best friend Mm -hmm. is something that i had a really really hard time with um, right. You talk so negative to, negatively of yourself. 
um, in those situations, you know, like, why couldn't I make this work? I'm so stupid. Like, mm-hmm. oh my God, like I'm ruining my life. I'm ruining my family. Like I can't do this. Everybody's going to be disappointed. Yeah. That's the oh, one I yeah. would tell everybody, everybody, yeah. there's not one person that's not disappointed in you. Yeah. <laughs> and you're going to hurt people mm-hmm. or I'm hurting somebody and, and it makes me sad. And oh my gosh, my kids, like, oh, that was, and the, the kids hardest. for me, that was like my heart being ripped out. It was yes. like, if I could do anything that would keep them from going through the pain I was going through, I would have done it yeah. and I could not figure out how to do it. So it, that was like this heavy weight, but you mentioned, you know, taking care of yourself and, and being a friend to yourself. I was really bad at that. Yeah. I mean, I am a really good friend to other people. Absolutely. So but I was really bad at that. Would you, so the thoughts that you, the things that you were saying to yourself, mm-hmm. would you ever say that to me? No, no way. So why would you say it to yourself? That's always yeah. what I'm trying to tell, you know, my friends that do that, or, you know, my, the people I work with and they're like, oh my gosh, I screwed up so bad. I'm so stupid. It's like, if I screwed up like you did, would mm-hmm. you tell me I was stupid? They're like, oh my gosh, no, everybody right. makes mistakes. Hey, guess what? Treat yourself the way that you would treat your best friend. Mm-hmm. And I think the relationship with yourself is the longest relationship you are ever going to right. have in your entire life. Well, and we, we focus, we, you know, we teach kids, we talk about the golden rule, do unto others as you to have them do unto you. But I think that we need to really be focusing on do to yourself how you would do to others. And, and that's what you're saying. Actually, that is great. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it, I've never like heard it in that that way yeah. before. And, and we, we do it because we want, we want kids to be a certain way and that makes mm-hmm. sense. But when we create people that are so empathetic, which is a wonderful skill to have, but then they don't give that to themselves. Mm-hmm. We create people pleasers, which is that's both of us. I believe yeah, that we, absolutely. Mm-hmm, and, and it's really hard for us to take time for ourselves because oh, we're yeah. always yes, man, yes, man, yeah. yes, man. Yes, of course. Sure. I can do that. You know? And I think that that was one of the biggest skills I had to overcome. I I say learn, overcome, whatever, however you want to describe that. But I had to really evaluate people pleasing. And I mentioned in the last podcast about that first time I told somebody no and how, you know, it was actually kind of easy to tell them no, but I didn't recognize it. But that people pleasing personality keeps you in survival mode. Because if I'm always worried what somebody else is going to think and what they're going to do and how they're processing, I am stifled. And, um, you know, we're remodeling that house up in Excelsior. Yes. And little things, and, and this is why I say, like, survival to thrival is such a big deal. And it's, a, it's an evolution. It's not just an overnight thing. Mm-hmm. But little things like... I was, we were coming in on the end of a day and we had so much work to do to wrap up things and make sure with the trash, literally this was about the trash, make sure the trash was where it was supposed to be. And I was so concerned that the neighbors might get upset that the trash was in a certain place that I almost had a hard time making a decision on what I should do. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was talking to somebody and they were like, this place looks great. Yeah. I mean, you've cleaned up, just relax and let it go. And I was like, you probably increased their property value 
just by cleaning, yeah, cleaning I mean, it we, up. They don't care. Making trash improvements. Is yeah, they don't but care. My people pleaser was keeping me from thriving in that moment. Mm-hmm. I could not thrive because I couldn't decide. Like I only had this much time left. I needed mm-hmm. to make a decision and it was keeping me from thriving. Mm-hmm. So getting rid of that people pleasing personality will, will push you into thriving. Right. Right. And I think it's important to recognize where you are in that process mm-hmm. because you know, we have the over the top people pleasers and then yeah. we have, obviously there's people in the world that are more selfish. So right. there is a great balance there. And I think you just have to figure out where you are on that spectrum. Um, and you know, kind of meet in the middle yeah. and figure out a balance it for you the, and it's your a balancing act. <clears throat> yeah. And <laughs> It, yeah. If I can figure out balance in life, I'm going to be doing great. Yoga. <laughs> I'm either, I'm either at the gym all the time or not at all. Yeah. Or yeah. I am, you know, house is perfect and clean or it's falling apart. Yeah. I want that balance. <laughs> yeah. In my, <clears throat> excuse me, in my real estate, um, I don't know if you were there yet yesterday in my meetings, I always do an arenas of life check-in. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and it's like, you know, friends, family, relationship, um, work, finances, like, so it's a list and you just do a little check-in with yourself. Mm -hmm. Um, and we can do an entire podcast on that. I would love to. Yeah, that would be great. Doing that every week really helps you just quickly figure out, oh my gosh, rate it from one to 10. Oh, my finances, I sucked at this week. Well, you know, yeah. I mean. Oh, this this week? <laughs> no, I'm just, well, always, <laughs> I was gonna always. Say. I'm just saying taxes are. Might be a month for me or two or maybe a year. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just don't care to focus on that. Yeah, Those just either. certain things. Um, and so then it helps you balance out your life. Right. And it's like, oh my gosh, I've been giving way too much into work and not enough into my friends mm-hmm. or my family. So you just kind of average it out and look, oh, oh, I'm a three there but I'm a nine here and I need to even it out and thinking about friends and family I think me personally and I think other people may be the same way the ones that I take the most advantage of are the ones closest to me mm-hmm. and so when I when my number is low on friends or my or, or on family my mom my dad my kids are at the bottom mm-hmm. and I I put my kids like many of their needs are put first most of their needs are put first mm-hmm. but I know they're gonna at the end of the day they're gonna love me. So if somebody else needs me to people please them, then that's 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 what the cycle I'm trying to break. That's what mm-hmm. I'm trying to get rid of so I can be thriving all the time instead of surviving. Right. <clears throat> um and we you know, we have another uh topic that we were talking about. Um oh, we already talked about the critical thinking, the mm-hmm. frontal lobe. <clears throat> um I'm trying to think of what else well, do you have any examples of times in your life that you actually move from surviving to thriving, like a specific time that you can say, you know, this was a pivotal moment for me? I think it was when I knew I needed to sell my house. Mm. Um, Why is that such a hard decision? Oh, like, it's so hard. I, it I, was gut-wrenching. I, yes, I, I built that house. Yeah. And my biggest thing was I don't want to move my kids from what they're familiar mm-hmm. with. So I had an opportunity to go to my neighbor's house and possibly list their house. Um, and so that one was a little more affordable to me. Mm-hmm. And then my house, they were wanting to move into a nicer house. 
and they loved my design and stuff, which was mm-hmm. great. And I said, what do you think about switching houses? Really? That is how, that was my, oh my gosh, I just did this. So not only are I you a house switched, flipper, you're a house switcher. I I've did, never heard yes. of that. I'm a house <laughs> a switcher. Term. Yes, yes. And it was great for both of us, you know? Yeah. Um, and now their daughter is my daughter's best friend, but this is the weird thing. We switched houses. I renovated their house, sold it, and I built a house across the street from my old house. So I wow. have lived in three houses within six houses on the same street. Oh um, my, goodness. my kids have never left their bus stop that they got used to. And that was one of the most important things to mm-hmm. me um, was to keep them stable. Yeah. So. You know, and I, I, you're talking about the house moving and things like that and how emotional that was, that decision. And I think back to that conversation that my dad was having me, with me when he said, you haven't been crushed, you've been rescued. And he said to me, because I was so devastated, because again, I thought I was staying in this house forever, my forever home. And I had moved, we had flipped houses and sold and built homes and we had done all of that so that I was where I was going to stay. And he said to me, he's like, listen sell this house, get yourself squared away. And when you are ready, if you want to buy this house back, come back and buy it. Well, what my dad knew is I would probably never ever want to buy that house again, right? Just because of, you know, the baggage yeah. with the house and all yeah, of that. Yeah. But in that moment, I was like, okay, but it sounds like that's kind of what you did is, I mean, not that same house, but you did, you made the right decision for you in that, at that moment. Creativity. Yeah. And mm-hmm. then you were able to get back to that thriving state, you know, that, that was right. survival mode. And then thriving was building a house. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it worked out great. You know, I renovated and sold that house, which made enough for me to have a good down payment yeah. on my new house that I got to design. And I think that that was kind of one of those pivotal points where, I was creative enough to figure it out. Mm -hmm. Um, And And guess what? When you are in that survival mode, creativity is out the window. That's that's back here. That's in the back part of the brain. And you cannot, you have to get out of survival mode. And um, another thing that I was thinking about when you were mentioning um, your your house and what you were thinking and expectations. Mm -hmm. When we have expectations and they don't get fulfilled, we have disappointment. And so learning to let my expectations go has been extremely liberating for me. Yes. Expectations with other people. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're expecting to be in a relationship and, oh, I expect him to do this. This is what I want. You know, Mm -hmm. when you release the expectations, you live in the moment. Yeah. So much better. And there's freedom in that. I mean, when the expectations are gone, I mean, I'm not saying just like, oh, accept anything. There is a difference between accepting everything and expecting certain things and being disappointed when you don't get them. Mm -hmm. But there's, there's so much freedom. And when, when you drop the expectations of certain things, there's freedom for that other person to love you in their best way. Absolutely. If you're putting stipulations on someone or not loving them exactly for who Mm -hmm. they are um, and not embracing them for their mistakes they made in the past. Um, You know, my boyfriend and I, we were very, very, very good friends first. Mm -hmm. And I think us just sharing our history with each other and, you know, knowing everything about each other before we got into a relationship Mm -hmm. um, just it released the expectations and it just 
helped me, you know, mm-hmm. I'm like, I love this guy as a friend so much. Yeah. Um, and then it's like, I know him. He's a real person. I've made mistakes. He knows my mistakes. I know his mistakes. And I think that the friendship is such a great thing to have first. And, mm-hmm. you know, and then we've grown together so much. It's right. amazing. And then I think about when we talked about a minute ago where, you know, you have the two doors and you know the one and you don't know the other and the anxiety that comes with that. What I hear you describing is the real part of what you were saying. Like with your boyfriend, you Mm -hmm. were able to know him. And so Mm -hmm. anxieties were gone because you knew how he reacted. You knew what his nature was. You knew those things before you entwined more. And there's, there's peace there. It's not that it's always wrong to pick the door that you can see through. Right. It's just that if you're only picking it for peace, you're not going to have peace. Absolutely. Yeah. And can I close really quick with just a quick thing from um, Mandy Morris's book, Love How I Manifest. I thought this was good. Um, Without self-forgiveness, we lose our other powers to love, to create, to emphasize, to inspire, to motivate. It's really difficult to have enough energy to provide light when you're enclosed in a self-made dungeon. (laughs) I thought that kind of encompassed everything. So, And I have lived in a self-made dungeon a lot of my life. Yeah. But for this, we are signing off today. And I want to say thanks, everybody, for watching. We hope that we inspired or, you know, helped you in some way. Absolutely. And thank you so much for all of the positive comments this last week. Yes. I'm Brooke Nelson. And I'm Tracy Lynn. See you next time. Thank you for listening to The AIM Podcast. They're fabulous. You don't want to miss out on future episodes. Uh, No way. Your legacy is every life that you touched. So like and subscribe on all social media platforms.